Hello everyone, um, it's Emma from Wild Hearted Wellbeing and today I am here with my beautiful friend Jane and um, oh, do you want to say hello? To- hello Hi. Jane. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> yes, um, so we just thought we'd have a little bit of a chat today. So Jane um, lost the love of her life a few months ago and um, we just thought we'd have a little bit of a chat about grief because it's something I think that we all experience um, we, you know, in one way or another in our life, whether we have experienced it or not, it is, it's inevitable. It's yeah. going to happen. So, um, sure. yeah. So Jane, did you want to just share a little bit about your experience um, of grief, grief with the loss of your husband? Yeah. Well, um, Charlie was diagnosed with cancer back in um, November of 2020 and we had, a, and he died um, October 2021 so we had just under a year of, of traumatic um, times mm. with him being treated and fighting for his life um, yeah. after his passing it was it's been a challenging time but I have experienced a lot of grief in in the past I had lost my dad 17 years ago and then I lost my beloved first dog Mm. not long after that and my auntie and my grandma and I wasn't able to have children so that's one thing that I would like to um, enforce that grief comes in so many different ways it's not just losing someone it can be um, when you um, separate from a partner or it it just comes in so many forms Mm, like the loss of a dream you it know, is um, the absolutely. loss of a life that you thought you had planned, and then it's all it's of a sudden, gone. Yeah. and that is grief. Yeah, it brings you to your knees, absolutely, and resets your life, no matter how much yeah. it impacts to you. And mm. as I was saying to you before, Emma, the 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 one thing that um, has really Sorry, I've lost my train of thought. That that is great. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? You I'll have jump a in. Foggy brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I'll jump in while you get your thoughts back. Um. So Jane actually showed me earlier this sculpture that was um a person sort of like crouching down, like, and it was what like wire yeah. and full of rocks and and was Jane was saying that that is the heaviness. Like for people who have it or haven't experienced that loss like we can't imagine you know we can look at the person that's experiencing it and have empathy for them but we don't really know how it feels and and so you agreed Jane that that's true you just feel so heavy like physically absolutely yeah and that heaviness that's what I was going to say is that heaviness depends on how much that person affected your life that's what I have Mm. found grief comes in so many different forms like it can be like I've found with Charlie because he was my life um this is the most intense feeling that I've ever had whereas when I lost my dad it was really 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 hard but I guess because I hadn't spent every single day of my life with him at that point Mm. in my life it didn't it wasn't so intense and it's different for everybody it doesn't come in one form yes it's it's different for everybody but it still has common threads yeah that's interesting I love how you say that and it's interesting for me because I um had to witness my big sister um with the loss of her child through suicide and Mm. we were talking before and saying that to to witness 
her losing, you know, hearing that sentence um, and to seeing what noises and what physically happened to her in that moment um, was completely different to me standing on the outside feeling the pain of, yes, the loss of little Warwick, but also the pain of my sister and then my, you know, it's it's Um, the surrounding pain. It's everyone's in pain. Absolutely. Um, It's it's like it is that ripple effect too because... Uh, as I was saying to you before, my mum has said to me, I hate that you're going through this. Yes. But yet it was triggering so many emotions in her because yep. my years ago when my father died, she was, she, and she was feeling protective. So yes. it's, it's the, the emotions are complicated in that sense too. Absolutely. And I think sometimes too that um, grief can stack on top of, you know different grieve grieving or whatever mm. it is that you are grieving can sort of stack so if you've gone with gone through something that's really difficult and maybe you didn't grieve it prof- properly something else happens yeah you mightn't grieve that something happens you know what those things yes. you didn't deal with they're all going to come out in this bit of grief now absolutely yeah it definitely if definitely mm. and and that's the thing too there is no right way to grieve no you've just got to feel that feeling yes yes and, <laughs> and you know, it's heartbreaking yeah and I remember my sister saying Em I know where heartbreak comes from because she said my physical heart space is actually yeah. aching yep. yeah yeah and even years down the track I know certain little things will happen and that will trigger something that'll just make me cry about my dad yes and and that's going to happen along the journey and I think back when dad died a lot of the grief um a lot of the talk around grief Mm. was um that you just get over it in time you'll get over it yes yes that does not happen whereas now I've noticed a lot of the talk around grief is you learn to carry that grief with you and live your life around that grief Yeah, yeah that feeling eases a bit but you still carry that the loss of that person with you yeah yeah yeah, you're always that's and I remember my mum in particular said about the loss of her mum because my my grandma died quite early so mum was Mm. on her own and and raised her little brother and um mum said you just back then you know you had to you just get on with life but she says it's always with you yeah so there's always that whole that there space, is you know it just and it's nice to acknowledge that yeah it's important to acknowledge that yes yeah. and I think um witnessing my my sister go through her struggles um and she's doing so so well at the moment um but she used to find it difficult because my family were obviously super protective and Mm. we're European so we were probably super smothering um but you know they didn't understand so mum and dad they didn't want to see her upset they didn't want to see her in a bad state they're like come on you can't you know they were trying to hurry her up through the grief yeah you can't Can't. hurry people through their grief no you know and we had so much to learn about being beside her absolutely as she did as she dealt with it however she needed to do it we just had to walk beside her we couldn't protect her or save her from it no it's 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 really important from someone who's been on both sides of the fence like being with someone who is grieving and grieving myself you there's nothing you can do for that person Mm. it's just being there yes And, and more often than not especially with what I have been through with 
after Charlie's death. It's, I don't need people to do anything for me. If I need help, I'll ask for help. But it's just being there, listening, understanding, being acceptive of, accepting of when I can and can't do things. Yes. And if I'm not feeling okay, understanding that I yes. can't do something because I'm not feeling okay. It's got nothing to do with you. Yes. It's just where I'm at at that time. And, yes. And, and that's been a gift. Most people in my life have been really accepting of that so I've been very lucky that's wonderful so so do you think so would it so would it be helpful if people said just hey I'm here if there's anything just let me know yes um yeah absolutely or or even um just just checking in too just saying Mm. I'm here if you need a chat I'm here or just thinking of you just letting them know that you were there yeah that you don't expect anything of them yes but you were there yeah and if you know them well enough to know that they may need meals their their kids may need being picked up um yeah they may need their house cleaned just say i've noticed that you need this help mm-hmm. can i come and help you with that yeah and let them decide offer okay. offer specific things okay that's yes. that's a big help yes yeah. okay because I found when um we were trying to support Chrissy um obviously none of us really had much of a clue what we were doing because no, we're well, all you don't well it's like an out-of-body experience it is, it is. you're just totally it's... in survival mode and it's just the strangest time in life it isn't is it? everybody is um yeah out of body and, yeah. and survival mode like, you don't you're not you're not yourself you're not, you are not yourself no at all so she really because we're from a big um family she really needed time on her own yeah. and of course that freaked everyone out because yeah. we're all worried about her we didn't want her to be on her own yeah but yep. she couldn't grieve with us there yeah, absolutely so she really so i think it's being aware that and maybe just letting in case people are concerned maybe just saying you know what i'm going to be out for a couple of days i just need some downtime maybe maybe to let the people yeah. in your circle know that <clears throat> i just need to cocoon Co- for a little while absolutely it's important mm. but also it's important to um not expect that person to tell you what to do all the time they Mm -hmm. will let you know but um they're struggling enough to organize their own lives they don't need to be organizing you to help you yes that makes sense they sometimes just someone coming in and doing something with their permission just asking if you can do that specific thing or and most I've found that I have been quite clear and been able to say yes or no to Good. to most people, Excellent. and I think most people would be like that yes. during grief. I, yeah. I'm not exactly sure. I'm just speaking for myself. Yeah. But, and and the few books that I've read about grief, it's it's really important to respect that person's yeah. space. Yes. Too, and yeah. not not impose anything on them because then they're not capable of much exactly and it's a really tricky situation because no one's trained in it families aren't trained in this this. is the thing and and this is yeah uh, i know when um because i i gave up work i gave up everything to care for charlie and people would say to me just let me know if there's anything i can do and i used to get really frustrated with that because 
and I didn't know why and I was listening on the radio to a lady talking about difficult conversations and she said that's probably one of the hardest things to ask somebody in that situation because what you're actually asking them is um, to go and to go on top of everything else that they're dealing with is to go and write a list of what they need to do and who they need to do it and they just don't have that you capability yeah and that they just don't have the time or the the, the no. mental mental ability no. at that time to do that so really checking in with that person just letting you, them know that you're there and mm. suggesting things that you think mm. they might want and allowing them to say no or yes yes I think that's the best advice that I can probably yeah yeah and maybe I found helpful that's so good thank you thank you Jane and I think like not being offended if they're snappy or if they're whatever because they are doing the best they can to deal with whatever in the heck they're going through absolutely it's it's full-on yeah Mm. yeah um I'm just I was just going to get that board that we um, that I got about the different stages of grief. Yeah. Um, Jane inspired me to, to get this um, off Pinterest. So it's just... So, Jane, do these seem true to you? So firstly, it says we go through... Um, there's denial. Yeah. Which looks like numbness, yep. fear, avoidance, blame and confusion. Yeah. So do you remember Definitely. feeling that oh, way? Oh, gosh. And, and I still feel that. Yeah. I still feel avoidance. There's still moments that, uh, that um, I feel that um, I just can't believe Charlie's gone. And yeah. it's just that real, it's crazy. You know in your head that he, he's not here. Yeah. And I'm, I believe that he, he is with me, yeah. but not in person anymore. But yeah. I still, it's only just recently that I've really come to believe that he's not coming home it's mm. this is it this is it's just me now and yeah so that avoidance and yeah hell yes fear mm. and I think the numbness comes at the very very beginning yes, that's yes. I don't sort of feel so numb now that okay. that feels but then and yeah I have felt anger anger next I, one yeah and then bargaining um yep. struggling to find meaning reaching out desire to tell story yeah oh that's yeah. another thing yes um talking about someone's love like talk um I was actually listening or reading something about this it's really important to allow people to to speak about their loved ones they're doing it it may seem boring and banal to you but for them it's really important it's part of their process it's part of their remembering yes and they don't want to forget that person. No, none of us they want to forget that person. Don't want to forget. No. They want to keep those memories alive. Yes. So them yes. bringing them up in conversation is is about them remembering, and it's I a really that. healing thing to do. That's yes. that's a really. And you know what? It's a nice. Um, it's a nice thing when you reach that place where you can talk about them. And you're yeah. not crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, yeah. you know, because it takes time, time oh, to get there to absolutely. be able to talk and. And you know. while there are these stages of grief, and yeah. I'm sure anyone who knows anything about this, I mean, these are all blended in together. You don't like denial and numb. Like there's certain things like numbness that you feel at the beginning, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying that down that you're not feeling depression at the same time as you're feeling denial. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So it's what you're saying is they can all mix up. Mixing together. And, and jumble. And as time goes on, I guess the 
from my experience, the feelings don't necessarily go away, but they definitely, they definitely ease. Yes. Ease a little bit. Yeah. But, but also um, finding the language to describe your, your emotions and your feelings, yes. that can be really hard because yeah. there's not one word that describes it. There's no. lots. There's lots and yep. lots. Yep. Yeah. And I guess too, um, so I'll just say the five things just for those of you who, who can't see what we're looking at. So we've got <laughs> denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. And it's not to say once you accept it, you're not going to, you know, revert back to any of these at any given point in time. Little bouts, I think, may come and go over the journey. Absolutely. Um, but ultimately, um, we get to that place of acceptance after we have experienced all these other things and the people around us um, are supporting us on our journey and then you come up with that new plan for life. So yeah. that's, And then I think, too, that brings in a whole other thing about, okay, what if you reach acceptance quickly? and you're excited about this new life, what are people going to think? You know, then there's these judgments. Yeah. Am I allowed to be happy? Yeah. Like, what are people going to think if I move on? Or what if I meet someone? Or what if I move towns? Or, you know, so there all this is stuff. No, there is no right or wrong with grief. I mean, as long as Correct. you're being... I think the most important thing is to be true to yourself and do what's right for you. Yes. If if one month after you feel like you need to move and move on with your life, that is perfectly okay. I agree. It's There's no right or wrong. And um, people that are casting judgments on those who um, are in these situations, I think they really need to take a good hard look at themselves yep. um, because no one knows someone's journey until they've walked in their shoes. Shoes, that's exactly right. Mm. That's exactly right. So um, if you are experiencing um, grief or, you know, you're dealing with any of these emotions, that you know, especially if you've been feeling depression for, you know, a longer period of time, remember there are places to reach out to. Um, there's always Lifeline and all of those, um, you know, those helplines they're everywhere and they're free calls. So just remember you're not alone. Um, you can always call me at Wild Hearted Wellbeing. Um, just remember to reach out. Okay, we're all in this together. So Jane, did you want to share any last little bits of wisdom before we finish up today? No, I think we've covered everything. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate you sharing oh. your story about Charlie. Oh, thank you for having me. You're... I love talking about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie will be very excited. He'll be getting a swollen head wherever he is listening. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so there is, there is a new life after grief. So please remember that if you're in the darkness, just keep going, keep going, and just around the corner, there's a new life for you, okay? Reach out if you need help. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.